Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Wrestle, 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 hard, wrestle, 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 wrestle. Parent like a champion today. How to raise rock star children, champions on and off the mat and in life. Wrestling mindset bring you another great episode of Mindset Monday. How do you how do you become a great parent? We hear this question all the time. How do I parent? How do I do a good job raising my kids and just making them the best athlete they possibly can be? Few parents get it right. Most parents get it wrong. We're here to tell you how to get it right. That's right. More specifically, 10 ways parents can help their kids wrestle their best mentally. So how do you help your kids mentally? We're going to go through a top 10 list. But before, let's go through a recap. What's been going on with Wrestling Mindset the last week and a half? We've been touring a lot of the east of the U.S. So we went to Wrestlers and Business Network in Atlanta, Georgia. I was the keynote speaker there at their presentation. We spoke at one of the top cross-country teams in the country, Pace Academy. We're working with multiple individuals on the team. They won a state championship last year. This year coming up, uh, there seemed to be a shoe in to win it, and they're going to be one of the top in the nation. So it's, a, it's an unbelievable year for them, and I spoke to their team last night. We went to the Catholic Finance Association, where we had a great networking experience for business, uh, speaking with different sales teams and corporations. We're going to be working with, with our sales mindset program, our corporate mindset program, that if you have a business, You'd be a fool not to bring us in because we're given these same great mindset lessons that we do with champions in all walks of life. So we're excited to bring it to them. And and wrestlers in business Philadelphia we went to. It was a great event, and we're seeing a lot of people in the Pennsylvania area, coaches, business people. We actually met a guy at Catholic Finance who's a big big supporter of Penn State wrestling, big Kale State Kale Sanderson fan. So pretty cool to see that at a you know, more random event that's not wrestling focus. But um, yeah, wrestling mindset, winning mindset is making the rounds. We're all over the place. But all right, before we go into it, we're going to hit the top 10 list. We'll go through the numbers pretty quickly. We got a coaching certification coming up. What's going on with that? 
So for the first time ever, we're going to release the whole program to anyone who wants it. So anyone who wants it, you get the full mindset program. I'm going to give you two private consultations. Me, I'm going to be the one running the certification. So you're going to get it right from the horse's mouth. We're going to do two four-hour days. Or what is it, two-hour two, two days? Yep, two two-hours. Two two-hour days in September, mid-September. Make sure you're late September. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're late? 21st? 20, 21 or 21, 22. I think it's 2021. 20, it's all down on paper. We'll, you guys get the We'll post the link. We'll post the link below. You guys get the emails. You know, I'm not, I'm not the one for the particulars here, but make sure you go to it. We already have 12 people signed up, 30 total. So get in there. Only 17, eight, 18 more to go. Be one of them. So you're going to have it. You're going to have all the tools to be a mindset coach once you're done with this. And we're going to use this also as an opportunity as, as a fishing experience to see who's going to work with us in the future. Kind of like the um, almost like maybe the apprentice type deal. So make sure you make sure you jump in. All right. So without further ado, 10 ways parents can help their kids mentally. Number one, communicate that you believe in them. And this is both verbally and non-verbally. Great example in our family is our grandpa. Our grandpa, we called him Poppy. Uh, just always had just a belief in, in us. Uh, we were talking about this before. One of the last things he said before he passed away, the last thing that I can remember anyway, after I lost the match in college, I was, I was telling him that I lost and that, you know, this guy could beat the guy. And he looked me dead in the eye and he said, you know, you and your brothers could beat anyone. You know, and he meant it. And he meant it. And that's something that, you know, means a lot. You take that with you, not just into wrestling, but the rest of your life. And, and our parents were like that also. And I think that's a big reason that we, you know, we believe that we could build a big business. We believe that we could be successful in wrestling. We, could, we believe that we could be successful in an Ivy League school. Believe in your kids, verbally and non-verbally. It's huge. Kyle Dake's mom always said that he could do anything in the world. She really believed him. You look at all the Iowa coaches. They clearly believe in their athletes. They won 10 NCAA champions, getting 10 tech falls. And they believe they could do it. You hear them say, come on, hammer, come on, horse, and the Dan Dennis special and all that stuff. So, yeah, make sure you, you communicate it. 90% of your communication is nonverbal, so you better show it. You can't just say it. you got to really show it that you can do anything. That's right. Number two is like it. Communicate that you accept them, love them, and are proud of them no matter what. And this is obviously outside of wrestling. And, and, we, and we saw this a lot with the Notre Dame football coach where he would say, I just love watching you guys play. And you could see they work with the mindset coach over there, Amber, one of our friends. And she always and she and she must have got in their ear, I'm sure, because this is a big thing going around the sports psychology world. Just communicate to your kids. I love watching you play. I love watching you play. That's right. Otherwise, they're they don't you don't want your kids to be scared of letting the, of letting you down. Cale uh, Sanderson had a quote about that. He said, letting your parents down is scarier than the, the scariest opponent that you're going to face out there. And maybe I'm paraphrasing there, but it's, it's a good point. You know, kids are more afraid of letting their parents down than any opponent that they're going to face out there. Right. So make sure that we communicate that we're, we love them. We're proud of them. We accept them regardless of their results on the wrestling mat. And trust us, your kids are still thinking about it when they're in college. Absolutely. And beyond. All right, number three, praise their performance and not their outcome. So praising things like working hard, taking chances, their preparation, staying positive, staying composed, never quitting during a match, rather than just, hey, nice job, you won. Good job today. You know, we have a lot of well-meaning parents who they're, they're focusing too much on the outcomes. And we always say the predator mindset 
focus on what you can control instead of the prey mindset, not focusing on what you can't control. That starts at home. That's the thing you praise, your effort, your attitude, your aggressiveness, your lifestyle, your preparation, all those factors in your control. You need to be a predator parent. That's right. And if you're just happy when they're winning, by default, it means you're probably disappointed when they lose. Right. So it's like even if you're you mean, well, you're happy when they win. But when you're not happy, if they lose, you know, it's like, I guess I guess my parents are disappointed. So you have to be really careful of how you how you react, how you respond after a win and a loss. Right. It's not so much what they do, but how they do it. And we all heard that before. But building virtue, focusing on them, building virtue, because if you're virtuous, you'll be a success at anything you do in life. Whereas if you're not virtuous, you might be a success in one area, but then it doesn't carry over from the wrestling mat into the classroom, your job, your marriage, your social life, and so on. That's right. Don't be a one-trick pony. All right, number number four, ask your kid about criticism, right? So just sometimes, would you mind my opinion on the match, giving them a little bit of a sense of power? And we talk about this in self-knowledge week 10 of our wrestling mindset curriculum. And not just with wrestling mindset, we also do this. We do the similar exercise with the sales teams that we work with. But in this case, it's maybe not parents, but dealing with the relationship between the worker and their boss. But basically, understanding your sensitivity level and communicating to your parents, your coaches, and then in work to your boss or in school to your teacher of how you'd like them to coach you, basically. It's just important as they get older, you know, maybe not so much for a young kid, but as they get older, there's going to be a greater sense of autonomy and ownership, and, and they're going to need to communicate what they want from you. So in other words, as the parent, as they get older, start backing off a little bit, let them take the reins. Yeah. And just try to understand with each kid, right? We use the example, me and my two brothers, we were, both, we were all division one wrestlers. We all responded very differently, differently to criticism. So try to understand in your kid, your son, your daughter, how do they respond to criticism? You know, do they like direct criticism a little bit more positively, very positive, or should we be laying off completely? Less is better. And that's, that's one of the questions we ask in the, the coaching mindset guide right there. I think you could see it. Right. And the, and the reason why we go multiple choice, if you notice, we did that because if we're, if we're making it into like a therapy or counseling session, open-ended, leave it to the kid. They feel very guarded, very defensive. So we lay those options out and we kind of know overall what they're going to say and what they're not going to say. But it's important because once they circle that those one or two answers, then when they show it to the parents or when they go back and show it to the coach, the parent not only sees what they chose, but the parent and coach also sees what they did not choose. So the parent sees, oh, okay, my kid doesn't want me to be riding them all the time about the sport, so maybe I'll lay off a little bit. So that's all done strategically. That's right. That takes in the number five. Don't talk about wrestling too much at home, right? Obviously, it's okay to talk about it. A lot. There's a lot of great wrestling families that are going to talk a lot about wrestling, but it can't be the only thing, right? Sometimes we have to let them bring it up rather than driving every conversation um, around the sport. And it's sad when we see that, that some families, the only relationship the kid has with their dad is talking about the sport. And it's great if that's, if the sport is something that brings them closer together, but that can't be the substance of the relationship. I mean, when you think about it, there's far more important things to talk about um, just in life, building virtue or faith, family, the life lessons that are, that are so big. So it can't be all about wrestling. We were, we were guilty of this a lot in high school where all the meals, the Christmas Eve dinners and 
I'm sure our parents got into it a lot because we were t- <laughs> talking about wrestling a lot. But also, y- you don't want to put too much stress on the kid. And when all the kid hears is wrestling, they start putting the competition on a pedestal and they're more likely to do worse. So especially around the holiday time and, and for, because that's really family time and also during playoff time the end of the season, postseason, championship season, less is more usually. Again, talk to the kid about it. Yep, and I I can't remember who I heard this from. I think it might have been Coach Crow at the Pennsylvania Coaches Convention. He said a good rule of thumb is don't bring it up on the car ride home and don't bring it up at the dinner table. So might be a tough thing to do, a good challenge for parents, but don't bring it up. Let your kid bring up wrestling on the car ride home or at the dinner table. And if they don't bring it up, maybe they don't want to talk about it. That doesn't mean they don't love the sport. That doesn't mean they don't want to win. Maybe they just don't want to talk about it right now. And sometimes, and for building, for parenting like a champion and building champions by, you know, designing them basically as, as, uh, as a parent, you know, coming down from on high, you know, sometimes it's not just what you do, it's what you don't do. <laughs> so just remember that. That's right. Number six, pretty straightforward. Be positive and supportive. That's usually what they want. Right, all things being equal, Be, <laughs> pat them on the back. When in doubt, compliment them. They said, um, um, Hoyler, um, Helio Gracie, the father of all of them, they said he he was a brilliant psychologist because, and it was all positive. No matter what the guys were doing, it's like, yeah, yeah, you're doing great, you're doing great. And then he would show them what what they're doing. So it was always even the even the critiques and how to do the move was always positive. Like, yeah, it's great, it's great that um. You know, people, he was complimented a lot. And then I think it was Hicks and Gracie who said, yeah, I learned it from my dad. Had to just be, had to be a psychologist, had to just all being positive. That's right. Number seven, don't talk with kids too much about rankings, social media, predictions, all of that junk. I saw a good, a really good post from Donnie DeFilippis. Gene wrestled with him at Rutgers. He's coach at Yale Street. He, um, obviously, John Paz from Rutgers, fourth in the nation this year, All-American and he said, four, I think the, the blog or the post was three things that I never talked about with John Paz's family. And one of them was, you know, the next kid that he's wrestling is really tough. In other words, they weren't talking about who he's wrestling, how good he is, what he's seated, what he's ranked. It was just another opponent. Go out there and wrestle. That would be a good thing to check out. Donnie Filippis, Yale Street. Top three things that John Paz's family never, never did talk to him about. And that would be one of them. They didn't bring up social media rankings, predictions, because who cares? Wrestle your best. Go after him. Yeah, Donnie D was my teammate at Rutgers. We were drill partners. And, and I knew about John Posnanski from a young age. Both of his parents were actually working out at the gym that I used to be a personal trainer at, um, Robert Johnson Fitness and Wellness in Scotch Plains, New Jersey, or Westfield. But in any event, yeah, he was he was competing. He was serious at a young age. I mean, doing jujitsu, different things, like just super active and and yeah, it was like, I don't ever remember with the, the dad or the mom, they would say he had events coming up, but they never said he has a really good kid or, you know, he's, um, he, you know, he's, he's got to get bigger and these kind of things would just keep getting better. So it's, it's really important to remember that that's, that's not the primary focus. A lot of parents and coaches cripple their kid just saying, Hey, he, you know, he's, he's, he's oversized, you know, he's, he's young for his grade. He's too, um, you know, he needs to go down a weight class, all this nonsense. That's right. Number eight. Tip from the rock. Know your role. Yeah. Parents, parent, coaches, coach, and officiate, officials officiate. And there could be no overlap in between. If you're a parent, stay in your lane. Mike Moore, our mindset coach, had a great break, breakthrough with one of these women out in Colorado in, in one of these wrestling clubs. 
And it was like, and I mean, the dad was the wrestling coach and it was a really emotional moment. And he said, look, he caught the problem. He was working with her and, and he had a rare opportunity. He was able to confront them. Dad right here, do it. And he said, okay, do you want him to be dad or do you want him to be coach? And she was crying, I want him to be dad. And like hugging and everything. And, you know, it sounds funny and everything, not funny, but it sounds like a, an emotional moment on the map, but that might've saved their relationship. And not only that, that's also the kind of thing that's going to build her into a champion. Most of the time, the kids want you to just be the parent. And you, you see a lot of times the top athletes, their, their dad was a, was a athlete for a different sport. Like Pete Rose's dad was a good football player. So baseball with the technique, it was hands off. But for him, it was like the hustle. And Pete Rose's nickname was Charlie Hustle. And he said, you know, you get to first base, you, you know, you walk, you run down to first base, you get to first, you get to second, you get to third so you can get home. And he's the all time runs leader. So told him the to hustle. So like those kind of things, the parents, they give it. That's they, right. That, does, that doesn't mean a parent can never be the coach of the kid's team. Right. It just means understanding that. And there's going to be some kids that really don't want that. And if you are the coach of the team and your, your son wants you to be or your son or daughter wants you to be the parent, you better back off and have the, the assistant coach be more involved in feedback, criticism, technique, and just building them on the mat. Because you ultimately, it's more important to be dad than coach. Right. And I feel, I feel like we're not, only, we're, we're not only the best mindset coaches in the world, a winning mindset, but we're also the realest mindset coaches. And to be real with you, <laughs> we've seen more wrestling club parents' kids messed up because they don't know which way. I mean, you know, really, coaches' kids – and club coaches, kids, sometimes they are really, really messed up. Not in terms of like as people. I mean, you know, of course, some could be. But I mean, like in terms of technique and, you know, wanting to look good in front of the parent, not let them down, all these moves in their head. So, you know, get that relationship under control. That's far more important. The kid will be a good wrestler if he wants to be. You know, you're not going to be the one who makes him a good wrestler. It's ultimately from the kid. We're talking about that in our car ride all the way down to, um, you know, down south. So we were. And we were saying, hey, we can't we can't want it for our kids. It's got to be on them. Our our credentials are safe. We're all right. What we've done is in the books. <laughs> That's right. That's it right. Can't be part two. It can't be looking well, at your kids thinking part two, another chance. Like ultimately, Rocky's, ultimately uh, if the kid's going to be a state or national or an Olympic champion, he's going to have to really love the sport and really want to do it. And that, that's something you can't you can't infuse that. Right. You can fan the flames a little bit and and motivate them. But at the end of the day, you have. Not as much control as you think. Make make him a good kid. Get him on the right path to heaven. <laughs> that's that's the most important one. That's right. Number nine. Don't make match or tournament day special. Yeah, nine times out of ten, if you make something special, you lose. Or I don't know about if you lose, you do worse. So whether it's taking the SATs, a job interview, uh, you know, a match. Don't make it big. There's no bigger small matches. They're just matches. Just treat it all the same. Um, if they see you making a big deal out of it, they're likely to make a big deal about it themselves. And this goes in, again, like we said before, both physically and non-physically, non-verbally, the body language. Yeah, I was going to say you try to lead by example there, right? It's like if you want the kid to be calm, composed, and excited, not nervous, and then you're biting your nails, you're hyping it up, you're looking at the predictions, the seeds, the, the bracket all morning, you know, it's hard not to pass it on to your kid. Right. So it's think think of Kale. Kale's a really good example of this, of, you know, pra practice what he preaches about staying composed, having fun. And, you know, you don't see him giving these big pep talks before they go out there. He's calm. He's composed. And then, you know, they go out there, they wrestle and they're pretty darn loose and they do really well. 
But we've seen some top-tier Division One coaches. We're not going to say so, any names, but I've seen them, you know, ruin it basically with their body language. They say they're saying the right things, but non-verbally. And I'm not picking on them because this would be something I would definitely need to work on. Being a higher-energy person, I would definitely have to work on this if I was going to be coaching a team, and I'll have to work on it when, we, when you know, for our my kid and your kids. But we see coaches they they say it. But they don't act it. So you need to. The point is, you need to learn this mindset lesson, and you need to practice it on your own as a parent or coach. Yep, I'm a nail biter myself, so I got to work on. I got to practice that for my kids are competing. And don't get too high after a win either, because what you didn't expect them to win. We literally saw again. We're not going to say any names, but the funniest thing we saw the county. You, you know, the story I'm going with the counties, the county finals. The kid who won it as a freshman. I mean, he only beat a sophomore. I mean, both guys were good, but it wasn't like this outstanding thing. And like. Literally, after the after the counties, freshman beats a sophomore. The dad is hoisted up in the air. They're lifting him up, and the dad's just <laughs> like this. And I'm you know the kid could see it. It's like that is embarrassing. And and also, you didn't expect your kid to win. You shouldn't get too hyped up. One thing dad always did well. The dad always told us about. If you remember, we spoke a lot about baseball when we were younger. When Mickey Mantle hit a home run, he he put his head down. He ran the bases. He never um he never showed up the picture the pitcher. And he never put on like he was surprised that he hit the home run. So good, good role models like that. And then Jerry Rice, the best, the best victory dance or the best touchdown dance. Jerry Rice, he didn't have one because he expected to score. <laughs> That's right. Okay, number 10, the last one. When in doubt, lay off. I mean, you should basically, you should basically get that by this point after everything we said. <laughs> The hard thing. In other words, don't try to do too much. A lot of it is outside of your control, right? It's, it's yeah, all the other things, the aforementioned things, be positive, be supportive, focus on the, the performance and the preparation rather than the outcome. But if in doubt, just be dad. You, you can't make dad or mom. Right. You can't make your kid a champion. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a lot you can do. Even based on everything we said, there's a lot you can do to fan the, the fire, to fan the flame. There's a lot you could do to not push them over the edge. There's a lot you could do to support them. There's a lot you could do that could hurt them. But at the end of the day, like Jeff said, if you're going to be a, if you're going to be a big time champion, you're not going to do it for them. And the key is, you know, every everyone was created by God to do something. Everyone has a vocation. So your job is to foster that vocation so they can do their God-given purpose during the short period of time on earth. And it's a precious gift. So that that's the thing to keep in mind. You want them to do what they were put here to do, not necessarily what you want them to do. So give them the right advice. Lay off when you have to. Like we said, when in doubt, lay off. It's just a sport. It's recreation. Recreation means recreating your soul so you could do the more important things. It's icing on the cake sports, not the cake itself. You need to know that first as a parent. Yep. And to over-deliver, I guess, the number 11 would be you know, a practical thing you could do, go through go through the parent mindset guide, right? It's part of our program during self-knowledge. It's one of the first things that we cover both in the first couple months of the program. And the, the parents actually going to go through this with their kid. So it's, it's really just about communicating. You know, how do you communicate with your son or daughter in a, in a structured way? So we put that together. So it's like you have this conversation that's that's guided and it's it's proven. Right. And we take that from the research from my thesis on the relationship between anxiety and perfectionism in wrestlers. We find that athletes that are more anxious or more perfectionistic, they got more nervous. They did worse. Well, two of the six subscales of perfectionism 
had to do with parents, parental criticism, parental expectations. And when that exceeded a certain amount, they got more nervous. So that's where those questions are geared towards. And the entire structure of that parent mindset guide that we have is, is to get the answers, to draw the answers out of your kids, even if they tend to be a little bit closed and they don't like to open up as much. These questions are made to evoke responses that are going to be helpful to your relationship. So definitely make sure you do that. That's why it's so important to have a mindset coach jump on our mindset program so we can go through that. So, you know, again, not only does it can help make your child a champion, but it could help save your relationship. Yep. And I'm pretty sure you'll be surprised by some of the answers, right? We might think we know our kids pretty well, but you don't know what's going on in their in their mind all the time, right? So it's, it's going to be something where you want to see their perspective, their perception of reality, not just your perception of their reality. Gable, talk about Gable at the convention. He said something like this, right? Yeah, Dan Gable said that one of the things that he said, it's, it's going to be on our, one of our next episodes, but he talked about you can't take the kids' answers too seriously because they're not always telling the truth. So that's, that's a big piece. We're going to cover that a little bit more next episode. But yeah, that they're not always telling you. Sometimes they're telling you what you want to hear especially if you were a really good wrestler, right? Dan Gable, you can imagine a lot of wrestlers were telling him what he wanted to hear because they wanted to be like him. They wanted to look good in his eyes. So there's going to be some things that were, um, you know, just said to, to look like, yeah, this is what Dan Gable probably wants to hear from me. But at least Gable had a starting point. Even if they were telling him what he wanted to hear, at least Gable attacked this, this um, phenomena, the situation head on, the athlete-coach relationship. Most people go through their entire career without doing that. Even we did this with um, showing the Dine sales team. When we were working with Aerotech, a recruiting company. We, we did this, the, the um, employer mindset guide, basically the sales manager and the relationship with the advisors. And he's a guy who was really close with his team. He knew, his, he knew the men. He knew the women. He knew what made them tick. And he even said how much he learned just from that exercise. So if you're in any kind of position of leadership, as a parent, as a teacher, as a coach, as a, as a manager, it pays to be addressing this relationship. Most people never do it. Most people don't know how to do it. Winning mindset, we will do it. <laughs> we will address the relationship. That's right. Let's close things out. The coaching certification again. What are, when is it? What are, we, what are they getting? And why should they sign up? Right, why should so they be a wrestling mindset coach? Coaching certification. You just hear from the from the conversation. There's there's a lot of information out there. We break it down into all different mental muscles. It's important to understand our philosophies and our principles, and not just the mindset principles that are up on the wall, but just our general mindset training principles. How to work with kids, what works, what doesn't work. We're gonna give that to you. I'm gonna give you personal private sessions of consultation. You're gonna get your certification. You could add that to your resume. You're now you're now a certified winning mindset coach. But it's you really want to learn. I mean, that's the key. If you're not if you're not learning, you know, you're going the you're going the other way. If you're not growing, you're dying. You're going to learn how to coach the mental game, and that's going to be our next episode. I got I got the, some show notes for that. So that's coming up next week. How to coach the mental game for a coach or for a parent. It's important those 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 philosophies and what note. Again, we made a lot of mistakes, especially early on in our career, where trying to apply more of a, a, a therapeutic counseling model towards the kids. Just the lesson that we went through today, just that lesson itself, there's a lot that's built into that. As I said, it's made to draw the kid outside of themselves. 
if you just ask a kid how they're doing, you're really not going to get that great of, a, of an answer. So we know it's worked for most of the kids. So this is going to be a powerful tool in your arsenal as a coach. That's the way to look at it. The, a parent should get the certification too. Why not? Because you are coaching your kid in a certain way. What you say and what you don't say can help or hurt them. So definitely get the certification. It's going to be the end of the month of September. We have uh, 19 slots left, 18 slots, something like that. Get in there. Only 30. Only the, the first right. come to serve. I, I see it in the back there. Notre Dame football. We're big Notre Dame football fans. It starts this. They're actually playing on Sunday. Gene's got his sign. I got mine back there. So that, we'll end with that quote of the day. Play like a champion today. Like a champion today. That's right. Take care. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.